time, this doesn't look as attractive as it once did because you're fixing your eyes on the things of the kingdom. I'm just talking about a thousand that have a vision for their heart, that's got passion for God, they're leading intercession on their schools, they're set apart, consecrated under God, and they've got a vision and a mission for their life. But this morning, YOLO, you only live once. Everybody say, you only live once. Hebrews says this, it says, it's appointed unto man once to die, to die, and after this, the judgment. And so, really, you only live once, like this concept, what we're talking about is, guys, you have one life to live. You have one shot at this 70 to 80, 90, some 100 years here on planet Earth, and you want to make the most of your time here. Does that make sense? So, and so in talking about YOLO, I want to start this morning talking about choices because I feel like uh, the, the whole theme, the whole concept of YOLO, you only live once. It's, and for those of you who don't know, maybe you're not up to speed on, in the Twitter verse and, uh, you know, just kind of what goes on in Twitter and Facebook and social networking. The whole idea is you only live once. You, if, you, uh, if you do a search for that, even you'll find pictures, you'll find moments that people have that are just epic. I mean, like, and I'll be showing you some stuff that I did from skydiving to, I mean, just crazy stuff that it's like, well, you only live once. Like, let's just go for it. I mean, cliff jumping and all sorts of moments. And so again, if you are planning on going to Coram Deo, or even if you're not, whoever wins that, even if you're not going to Coram Deo, maybe you can't go because you're in a play and you have rehearsals that weekend or something else. If you win, if your picture gets the most likes, you can even give it to another student. Like, okay, so, so you need to tell people, you know, you need to be generous because even if you're not going, you still need to post a picture on the DSM website. The most likes in the next uh, few weeks or so, they're going to get $50 off their tuition for Coram Deo. And so even if you're not going, do it for somebody else. And it's going to be so great. But YOLO, you only live once. So the choices that you make matter. You are where you are today, spiritually, emotionally, as a direct result of the choices that you've been making in the last years of your life, in the last months, some of you in the last weeks of your life. And so, and so at the beginning, or just about a month or so into, or a couple months into our new school year, I want to encourage you. To make some YOLO choices that will bring glory to God because you only live once. Amen? So in thinking about this, thinking about choices like, man, what, what is God going to use you to do this academic school year? Um, I, I want, Sean, in the media booth back there, I want you to queue up because as I was thinking about this, you know, um, how many of you like fight scenes in movies? Like just kind of, yeah, aren't they just great? And so this is a classic, this is a classic movie um, with, with the fight scene. And you've seen remake, you've seen remakes of this many times over. How many of you don't, I mean, do you know what movie this is? Come on. Oh, y'all are so good. This movie was made like before, almost like whenever I was born. So this is really funny. Okay. So this is from years and years ago. This is the original Karate Kid. And this is a, at the end of the movie, he has this epic fight. And so, and so I'll kind of tell you where we're going with this, but you guys can lower the lights there and let's, uh, let's take a look at this. Sweep the leg. You have a problem with that. Listen, see? No mercy. Right, right. 
points for LaRusso. Lawrence, nothing. Ready? give it up for Russo in that film. It's just, I, I, wanted, I wanted to kind of get, get your blood flowing a little bit, get a little bit of adrenaline going to it. I, I know that for me, whenever I see like uh, just fight scenes and gosh, whenever you have the good guy and he's being taken advantage of, and then it, he just comes back and he, you know, he just wins the whole fight. And so many of you have seen the movies and that was an illegal move that the guy did. He was already injured from a pre, from previous fights. And so, but, but here's the deal. Whenever we think about Christianity, whenever we think about our faith, many times you think of it as on the defensive, like, oh, well, you know, I'll kind of do something for Jesus. Like maybe at some point in time in my life, like I'll really take a stand for Jesus, you know, maybe later on in my teenage years or maybe whenever I'm an adult. And so, so here's the big idea, even thinking about this and fighting. I want you guys to think about just being in this, in this warfare. I mean, because you're literally in a war, like you are in a spiritual battle. I was so blessed over the last couple of days, 
uh, New Life at a men's retreat. Some of your dads are there this weekend. We've been hanging out and up in uh, Winter Park at the Young Life camp. Actually, the same camp that we're going for that we're going to Coram Deo at. And so, and so we've been talking about just spiritual warfare and thinking about, man, we really are in a fight. Like you are in a battle. And Jesus phrased it this way in John 10 and 10, and we'll look at it in a little bit. But also in Ephesians, it talks about we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but we get wrestle against spiritual wickedness in high places. Basically, the big idea is, guys, you are in a fight for your life and you can't think of your faith as as kind of being on the defensive and, you know, kind of like sideline Christianity, like cruise control kind of Christianity. Well, I'll just sit on the sideline and I'll, I'll cheer for everybody else. But man, that gosh, in this season of your life, in your junior high years, that you would get off of the bench and get onto the floor and do some fighting yourself for the kingdom of God. Amen. And so I'm just saying it's your choice this year. YOLO, like make choices with your short time here on earth that's going to bring God glory and make a decision in your heart that you're going to be on the offensive, not just running away from all the bad things in the world and just running away from temptation or running away from the enemy, but that you would aggressively move forward. Let's look at Matthew chapter 11, verse 12 here today. Matthew 11, verse 12. If you have your Bibles, turn there. We're going to have it on the screens. But gosh, I want you guys to get in the habit of bringing your Bible, bringing your Bible to the house of God. I'm going to pray real quick. Father, I thank you so much for the power of your word. I thank you for these amazing students that I have the privilege of, of pastoring and just shepherding and speaking into weekly. Lord, I pray that you would speak to this, to us this morning, Father, and that decisions will be made in our hearts, Father, to live our Christianity in light of YOLO, in light of, gosh, this reality that we only get to do this once. We want to live a life of no regrets. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. Matthew eleven twelve. it says, the kingdom of heaven suffers violence and the violent take back their ground through spiritual action and assertiveness. This translation is really interesting. And the violent take back their ground, take back their ground through spiritual action and assertiveness. You take back your ground. Guys, it is this choice, this academic year, this summer, this or uh, this fall or this month, this week. Guys, that you it, you got to know that it is your choice. It's your choice whether or not you're going to get out there and get in the game and say, "Man, I'm going to I'm going to do some practical things this week to advance God's kingdom, to bring Jesus much glory in my life." As we were singing this morning, "King of glory, have your glory." He wants to have his glory through you. He wants to be glorified in you by the choices that you make, by the people that you pray for, by the people that you encourage with your own words. This week, he wants to be glorified in you, DSM. And so it's your choice. I want to go to another verse. Galatians 1 and 10 says, Am I now trying to win the approval of God? Or am I trying to please men? If I were still trying to please men... I would not be a servant of Christ. I think that many, many of us are right here where Paul talks about, am I now trying to win the approval of God or am I trying to please men? Because if you're going to live a life of no regrets, if you're going to bring God glory, you have to come to a place in your heart where you realize that, hey, I'm not living to please anyone except for Jesus Christ and him alone. I am not fighting to please my friends. 
I'm not fighting to please, you know, guys, to please girls, to please people on my athletic team or, or people even here at church. I'm not fighting to please anyone in this room, but that your fight would be to please God, making YOLO choices and decisions to say, Jesus, is this pleasing to you? Or is this not the way that I am, that I'm acting at home, the way that I'm acting at school, the way, the words that I say, Jesus, am I pleasing you? Well, you cannot get in the game. You won't be effective getting off the bench and playing in the game and fighting for the cause of Christ. If you're obsessed with pleasing people, it just doesn't work that way. Paul put it this way. If I were still trying to please men, I would not be a servant of Christ. So here's the big idea. I choose, you, 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 you have some choices this morning. You have choices every day of your life, but major choices even this morning. You can, some of you say, I choose, I, I choose not to serve God. And, and that's cool, I guess. I mean, that's your thing. That's your choice. Makes me sad, but I know that some of you, I'm not so foolish as to believe that every single one of you have made a choice in your heart and that you're actually following through with those choices to say, you know what, I'm a servant of Jesus and I'm going to please him in everything that I do. Some of you haven't made those. You can make that decision today. You can choose to serve God. But I do realize that some of you are making choices not to serve God. And I'm so glad that you're here. And I'm so glad that for whatever reason you come on Sundays, Wednesdays. But then some of you would say, I choose to serve God, but in a way that very few people will really know. That's the second choice. I choose to serve God, but I want to serve him in a way that it's not too radical. I mean, I don't want to like stick out like a sore thumb or anything. I want to be, I want to be able to kind of blend in with my surroundings and with the culture and with my friends. So first choice or, or first option of choice is I choose not to serve God. The second one, I choose to serve God, but, but in a way that very few people really know. And here's the third choice, and it's my heart, it's my prayer that you make this choice. I choose to serve God. I want to go public, and I want to make hell regret that I ever lived this year. That's how I want to live my life, you guys. Whenever you're talking about YOLO, you only live once. You only get to do this grade once. You only get to go through. I mean, you, I mean it's just like you only get to encounter 1209 on today once. And then and it's going to be 1210. And then it's going to be 1215. You get one shot at this, guys. You get one choice, one option, one moment, one chance. And I'm just saying, would you make choices that are reflective of choice of option number three? Go back to that for me, please. I choose to serve God. I want to go public and I want to make hell regret that I ever lived this year. Great revivalist once said, gosh, I want to be known in heaven and I want to be feared in hell. And that's done in a cocky way. In the late nineties, there used to be just radical Christian groups and and wear different t-shirts. And one of the t-shirts says, I want to, I want to live my life in a way that, that says to the devil that, man, I'm your greatest nightmare. And I'm not saying you, I'm not even saying go make a t-shirt and wear that and just put a big bullseye on your back for all of hell and Satan. But what I am saying is that, gosh, we need some of that kind of mindset in us. I want to live my life. I want to live out my Christianity in such a way that I'm going public for all of my friends to know and all of my enemies and all of my family members that, you know what? I serve Jesus and I want to make hell regret that I ever lived this year. Choices. You have choices as we start off this YOLO series. Choices. There are two, two of the most important days in your life, you guys. 
One is the day that you were born. And two is the day that you discovered why you were born. Your purpose. What are you here on this earth for? I am not so crazy as to believe that because of your age, you can't really have any sense of purpose. I say absolutely not. I say away with that type of thinking and philosophy. Because First Timothy even says, let no man look down on you. Let no man despise you but because of your youth. But be an example, Timothy, in purity, in love, in speech, in the way that you live your life. Be an example. God can do great things through you. Two most important days, the day that you were born. All of you are born, you're all here. Second most important day, some of you had it and some of you haven't. The day that you discover, God, this is why I was born. This is what you put me on planet Earth for. This is, why you, this is why you brought me. This is why you created me. And one of those major, one of the major purposes, one of the major thoughts and plans that God had in mind for you whenever you were born was to bring him glory. The day that you discover that, all of hell will regret that they ever, that ever, 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 that you have a life even here on planet earth. That's the day, you guys. And you rediscover that Just the more through time, as you go into your high school years and as you go into your college years, that sense of purpose becomes even bigger. But the greatest tragedy, it's the only experience one of those most important days. The day that you were born. Oh, I'm here just sucking up oxygen. You know, don't mind me. I'm just taking oxygen and yeah, that's that's what I'm going to do. And I'm going to hang out and I'm going to have fun and be cute and cool. But man, what about purpose? What about destiny? What about, the, what about thinking that, you know what? There's something special that Jesus put me on planet earth for. And so help me God. I'm going to start. I'm on a mission even now at 12, 13, 14, 15 years old. You know what? I'm on a mission now to discover that. What if you started now? What if you didn't wait until you were 21? What if you didn't wait? I started whenever I was 16, 17. But what if you started whenever you were 13, 14, 15? Your work would exceed David Perkins. Your work would exceed John McDonald's. Your work would exceed mine's, mine. And isn't that, isn't that the reason why we were born? Wouldn't that bring much glory to God? I love people who have done great, great things. One of the great heroes in our Christian faith, even in the last 30, 40 years, is founder of uh, in the universities that I attended, Oral Roberts University. And Oh, Robert, the Lord spoke to him very powerfully years and years ago. And he says, build me a university, build it on the power of my spirit. And then he goes on. And at the end of what the Lord spoke to this great man of God was, you know what? The students who go to that university, their work will exceed yours. And in this, I am well pleased. And many of you weren't even born, but gosh, at the pinnacle of his ministry in the 80s, traveled around the world, thousands upon thousands, miraculously healed physical ailments and diseases literally healed just like that in a moment through God using Oral Roberts in a mighty, mighty way as as an authentic prophet of God in the last 20, 30 years. He's gone on to heaven now. He's gone on to, to be with Jesus. But whenever you think about that and the influence that he had across the globe, across the nations, God says their work will exceed yours. And in this, I am well pleased. The big idea this morning is, gosh, that even as, uh, as this next generation, guys, that, that you as teenagers, you would far exceed anything that has ever been done at Desperation Student Ministries, that God could do it through you 
and in you. May not look exactly the same, but that you would exceed, that you would reach more people for the cause of Christ than even desperation conferences do every year. Guys, can you see that? Can you believe that? You only live once. Let's live in a way that makes hell regret that you were even born. Amen. Two most important days. You see, lots of Christians make the same major mistake. They let their Christianity be focused on defense rather than offense. And you know what the result is? They're bored. They're just, they're bored. And some of you are bored because you've been doing the same thing. You've let your Christianity be focused on defense rather than, rather than offense. The result is supreme boredom. And I think that more teenagers have walked away from Jesus in the latter part of their junior high and even their high school and college years because they were simply bored because their, their lifestyle of Christianity, their walk with Jesus, though they made a decision to follow him, it has been on the defense. If it's just like, oh, well, you know, I'll, I'll kind of step up and be radical like, man, if, you know, if, if everybody else does, I'm just going to kind of go through the flow. And guys, it doesn't work that way. Whenever you begin to allow your Christianity to be on the offense, you know, like Russo, he didn't just kind of like lay on the floor. I mean, the guy was attacking him, but at some point he had to come back and start kicking and punching it and knocking him out. That's the kind of sense. That's the kind of mentality that we have to have. With the enemy, our adversary, the devil. We wrestle not against flesh and blood. People are not your enemy. The kid who picks on you at school is not your enemy. The person that makes fun of you or talks about you or has defriended you on Facebook five times over is not your enemy, okay? You have one enemy. His name is Satan and he hates you. And until you begin to be on the offensive with your faith, gosh, you're going to be bored. And some of you, if you remain in that boredom long enough, you're going to walk away from the cause of Christ. And it's a sobering kind of reality. But you only live once. And so make decisions today. I told you at the beginning of this message, you are where you are right now because of decisions that you have made before. The decisions that you're making in these crucial years of your life, 7th, 8th, 9th, 10th grade, the decisions that you're making here are literally going to form the future that you walk in. You are where you are today because of choices that you've made to get you here. And I'm just saying, what kind of choices, what kind of choices are you making that are bringing glory to God or is it bringing glory to yourself? Are you making choices that kind of allow your Christianity to be on the defensive? Well, I'll speak up. Well, I mean, I don't want to offend anybody. I don't want to seem weird. I don't want to, you know, I'm just, you know, this is not my thing, Pastor Brandon. You know, I just, you know, I'm more like chillaxing kind of, you know, that's the kind of Christian I want to be. Like chill, like to the max. And I'm just going to hang out. And I'm going to cruise through my teenage years. And then whenever I'm married one day, I want to be a great Christian. Because, you know, I have parents that are great Christians. And they, and they do it well. And, and that's whenever I want to be a great Christian. But it just doesn't work that way. You only live once. You only get to do this journey, seven, eight, nine, ten. You only get to do this once, you guys. And I want you to do it in such a way that you have no regrets. Everybody say no regrets. And a singer once said years ago, it's better to burn out than to fade away. It's better to burn out than to fade away. What we mean by that is, gosh, at least people who, you know, and if you think about people who've done great things in the past and you know, at least at least they made a difference than just kind of slowly fade away, no, having no impact on, on their generation, not really doing anything for them, for, for others, but just doing everything for them. So they just kind of fade away from our minds. Better to burn out than to just kind of fade away into obscurity 
not having done anything for the cause of Christ through your junior high years, but just being selfish and thinking about little old you, saying you have choices. This is the verse that I was talking about earlier. John 10 and 10. This is Jesus speaking. I have it on the screen for you. I have come that you might have life and that you may have life more abundantly. More abundantly to the full, to the max. I want you to live your life in such a way that you have no regrets because YOLO, you have lived it to the fullest. You only live once. So I'm going to be the biggest, boldest witness for Christ that this world has ever seen, that my school has ever seen, because I only get to do this once. Is this making sense to anybody this morning? Come on. Three choices, you guys. I'm not going to follow Jesus. I'm going to follow Jesus in a real kind of calm, calm, you know, relaxed way where nobody really knows our three. I'm going to follow Jesus in such a way. I'm going to make choices to honor him that, you know what, all of hell is going to regret that I was born and that I'm here today. You only get to do it once. My encouragement to you is, just, is that you live a John one in six year. And again, this is, I'm talking about just for, for years because some of us, you know, your, your vision, maybe your thought, your insight is so limited. I'm just saying like for the next year, not the next 50 billion years of your life, you know, here, obviously it'll be in the age to come. But, but I want you to live a John one in six year. And what do I mean by that is John one in six, John one in six says there was a man. We can fill that in for woman. There was a man or woman sent from God. His or her name was you. See, in the scripture, it says there was a man sent from God and his name was John. But I'm saying live your life in such a way, such a YOLO mindset this year that it can be said about you. There was a man sent by God by the name of Victor, by the name of Daniel. There is a woman that was sent by God by the name of Victoria or, or by the name of Kaya, by the name of Camden. There was a woman sent by God and her name was Camden. Gosh, if we could live our life, her name was Giselle. If we could live our lives in that way, that's what I'm saying. Live a John 1, 6 kind of year where it can be said of you, man, I was sent by God. There is something great that God has for me to do. And I'm going to make choices that are going to bring him maximum glory. Because I only get to do this once. Hashtag YOLO. Make sense to anybody? 2 Chronicles 2015 just reminds us that we don't have to do this alone. 2 Chronicles 2015 says this. This is what the Lord says to you. Do not be afraid or discouraged because of this vast army against you. The battle is not yours. It is the Lord's. It is the Lord who will fight through you. It is the Lord who will fight on your behalf. It is the Lord who will give you the strength and the power to overcome and to be a bold witness for Jesus Christ. Something to think about whenever you're worried about what, what, what your friends will think. You know what? In five years, how important will these people be in my life? Those of us who've graduated interns and graduated junior high or finished junior high and, and gone on to high school, or those of you who've graduated high school and some of our DLA interns have started college, it's like, man, five years from seventh grade, like by your senior year, how important was, were some of the people who would come against you in seventh grade or, or eighth grade? Gosh, not a whole lot of importance. Not a whole lot of importance there. Maybe what they did or what they said. 
With that in mind, why are you letting their opinion so influence your life now? With that in mind, why let their opinion so influence your life now? Proverbs 28.1 says, The wicked man flees, though no one is actually pursuing him, but the righteous man is as bold as a lion. It's one of my favorite memory verses there. I've prayed this over countless young people, countless young girls, countless young guys speaking over them. The righteous are as bold as a lion. You get in right standing with God and there is nothing that can stop you. You'll become an unstoppable force, not because you're so loud or boisterous or your personality is such, but because you're in right standing with him, there's a boldness that God will give you. And some of you just need an injection of boldness because you just hide out in the crowd, in the shadows, in the corners because you're so timid or shy or scared. Whenever the Lord says, you know what? The righteous are as bold as lions. It's not a personality type. It's a confidence in a God who will always come through for you. Can I get an amen? amen. The righteous are as bold as a lion. John 1.14 in the message says this, the word became flesh and moved into the neighborhood. I want you guys, as you think about this school year, and we're a couple of months in even, but you still, you still have the rest of the school year. You have the, you have the rest of even this, this calendar year. Gosh, that you would kind of make some plans and say, you know, these are a couple of things that I can do to be bold about my faith, to go public with my faith. Some of you are already doing it, starting prayer groups where you grab at least two or three other friends, you know, maybe once or twice or, or multiple times during the week before school and say, let's just, let's just pray for God to open up doors. You know, some of you need to find some, uh, some of the friends in your life that they don't even know that you go to church. They barely even know that you're a Christian. What a shame that you would just kind of go out of your way and, and invite them to DSM on Wednesday night or invite them on Sunday morning. You have two different options. We're setting you up to win. We are stacking the deck for you. Because we want you to win and God wants you to win. And God wants their souls. Because in the midst of this whole thing, you guys, while you're sitting here and you're hearing the gospel. And some of you have a relationship with Jesus and some of you don't. We cannot ignore the reality that we have literally the broken heart of God. Who weeps over a generation who does not know him the way that you know him. We have a God who weeps every single time someone dies and does not know him. And goes to a very real place called hell. It's real. It's not to scare you. But it's the truth of God's word. And it literally breaks his heart. Because he says, I'm not willing that any should perish. But that all would come to the knowledge of Jesus Christ. But you are his plan. And his backup plan. All in one. I've said this to you many times before DSM Junior High. And I'll say it again. There is no plan B. There's plan A, and you are it. There's no backup. So I'm saying, YOLO, YOLO, you only live once. You only get to do this season of life once. Would you make the most of it and bring him maximum glory? But going public with your faith, some of you even now just kind of need to make a... Make an action plan like, man, this is one practical thing. And we give suggestions all the time at DSM. Starting a prayer meeting with a couple other Christians to pray specifically for your, for your lost friends, for your unsaved friends or people in your sphere, your circle of influence. Another way is just sitting with them at lunch. Those of you who go to public or private or charter schools, going out of the way to talk to the kid that nobody else talks to. Talk to the person that nobody 
body is. Because truth be told, many of us in that room were that person before somebody came and showed you love. Ezekiel twenty two thirty, and I'm closing with this thought. This is the last verse. This is God speaking. He says, I looked for a man among them who would build up the wall and stand before me in the gap on behalf of the people. So I would not destroy them, but I found none. I found none. Could it be that the Lord is saying a similar thing about your high school or about your, 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 I mean, your junior high or some of you are in high school or your charter school or whatever. And I'm looking for someone to use, but I didn't find anybody. Couldn't find one. And I'm saying in this gathering of people, in Desperation Student Ministries right here, will it be said of us that he could find no one who really take a stand for the cause of Christ? Well, it's up to you. It's your choices. I close with this, this poem. It's called No Regrets. He sat alone as he always does the hardest hour of the day. As lots of talk filled the room, for him, there was nothing to say. Another day at a table for six, he yet sits alone. While names are rocketing round the room, he still remains unknown. You walk right by him today. You, you didn't have the time. The crowded table needed you. You're the man with the clever line. He's not the star and he's never been. For him, nothing's ever new. I know you don't even know his name. It seems that very few even do. But you walked by junior high school revival today and it wasn't the table crowd. A life could have been changed today if you hadn't been so proud. How long will you pursue what's empty? How long will you keep copping out? You have the crowd's approval, but not heaven's. There's no doubt. See, maybe you thought by being a great guy or by being popular and really cool that you could turn your school around, but instead you played the fool. You'll never make a difference while still trying to please the crowd. But when one life comes to faith in Christ, it will echo long and loud. So just remember, you only get one shot at it. As your junior high school days now set. See, at the end of the journey, as you look God in the eye, will you be able to say, Father, no regrets. No regrets. I want you to stand to your feet this morning. You know, we've talked about being styrofoam cups and recently and even just last week. And many of you came up at the end and, and took a styrofoam cup. And for some of you, maybe you just kind of threw it away some, as soon as you got home. But for some of you, it really was a declaration to the Lord saying, God, I'm going to be a styrofoam cup that pours out your love on everybody I come into contact with. This is who we are, you guys. You only live once. So over the next three Sundays or so, we're going to continue in this theme of YOLO. And we have different things to kind of represent that from mountain biking and skiing and all of these different things, kayaking, all these exciting, adventurous things. But all of them, none, all of them are far outweighed and far superseded by the reality of winning people to Jesus.
by the decision to live on mission. Closing verse here, Acts 4.31, and after they prayed, the place where they were filled, where they were meeting was shaken, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit, and they spoke the word of God boldly. I want to pray for boldness this morning. I want to pray for God to infuse boldness to anyone who feels like, man, I mean, Pastor Brandon, that all sounds so awesome. I mean, I am so with you. But you know what? I, that, it's so outside of my personality. Or it's not that it's outside of my personality. I just haven't exercised boldness in doing so. I want to pray that the Holy Spirit would fill you with boldness to speak with courageousness, with courage. Whenever you go to share your faith with someone or you go to encourage someone that you would not be no longer consumed with the opinion of these people who won't matter in five years. And you'll be consumed with the opinion of a God who you're going to spend all of eternity with to finish well. If you know Him. Are your heads real quick right where you are. Jesus, I thank you for these amazing sons and daughters. And I pray now, God, as we think about, gosh, you only live once. You only get to do this thing one time. Father, I pray that they would be encouraged and inspired to make decisions, God, that bring you much glory, that bring you much praise, that honor you, God, that they would go public in the name of Jesus. I pray. Amen. And over time, this doesn't look as attractive as it once did because you're fixing your eyes on the things of the kingdom. I'm just talking about a thousand that have a vision for their heart. They've got passion for God. They're leading intercession on their schools. They're set apart, consecrated under God. And they've got a vision and a mission for their life.